Hey, I'm Mike. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of your favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Okay, we're back with the second half of our special episode on Escape from New York. Uh, we're picking up where Snake just had a narrow escape from the crazies, and he's hopped into Ernest Borgnine's cab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Ernest has got this, like, big band music bumping from the cassette player. Yeah, it's like the top 40, <laughs> like the Dick, uh, what's his name? Dick Clark, top 40 game <laughs> yeah. music. It's kind of like yeah. uh, so, man, Borgnine's real chatty. He says he's been driving this cab in New York for 30 years. Yeah. Which means... He's just a crazy He's person. been here since before this was a prison. No, I think, I think he's... And a, he just never left. No, I think he's just a crazy person. You think he yeah. is a prisoner, or yeah, you think, think he's he a, stayed here? I think he's a prisoner, and I think he's probably crazy. Like, okay. Yeah, I don't think he just decided to stay in I New think York he City. stayed in New York because he didn't want to leave the city and didn't want to like and he's just kept his cab that's well, my theory so I'm sure that there are people that stayed in New York um like I'm after not after they but wouldn't you think that they had like a mandatory like evacuation you would think so but that's my theory is that this guy loved it so much he wanted to stay and so that's my like guess convinced to stay when they were like okay we're gonna turn we're gonna turn all it's of gonna be Atlanta, nothing but murderers and rapists Atlanta into a giant so you can leave now yeah so let's say he was well, that's exactly what i think happened if that's the case, <laughs> he is crazy, still a crazy yeah that's person. what i mean he's crazy so he's crazy either way <laughs> <laughs> so he's telling him oh I know Snake. The Duke has the president. Mm -hmm. The Duke is a number one. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the Duke character is kind of like Lopan because everyone's talking about him and knows of his legend yeah, even before we really meet him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be really take it to the next level, when we actually meet the Duke, the Duke personally himself doesn't do much. Like he's not like the most formidable villain that they run into or anything like that. He's just the guy in charge. I wonder if that's due to person that played him not being a great actor at that point in his career i thought his performance was good though we're talking about isaac hayes yeah so yeah i'm just saying i don't think maybe isaac hayes was like a great I, isaac I, I thought maybe this was isaac hayes first role but he had done a couple other things before this okay but obviously he's best known at that point for doing shaft the music for shaft but I thought maybe they were just like, well, let's get Isaac Hayes in here and he'll mm -hmm. play that character. But he didn't really have to do anything. He didn't really have to act. He's yeah. just going to be more of a presence. He looked very cool. Yeah, he just looked cool. Um, so but, I think that's why he was kind of maybe limited in what he did. So Cabby's like, I don't even know why, but he takes Snake to meet Brain. Well, he a takes, character called the Brain. Because he'd know what to do? or Because well, no, that... Snake works, because the Brain works with the Duke. So the cabbie knew that. Okay. So he's like, well, if you want to meet the Duke, then you have to meet the brain in order to meet the Duke. You know? Okay. So he brings him to him and there's a, like a beautiful woman opens the door who I thought was like a Sigourney Weaver clone. <laughs> I didn't really recognize her. Well, it's Adrian Barbeau. So who, she was a famous sex symbol of the time. In her day. 80s. Okay. Yeah, she was in Swamp Thing. And if you, yeah, just check out Swamp Thing. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I she was also married to John Carpenter at the time too. So there's a lot of like, uh, Nepotism, ne nepotism, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But so yeah, that's where he meets the brain. So she dude. takes him in. They go down to the basement of the, an old library, which Ooh. I think, I'm pretty sure from the outside, it's supposed to be the 42nd Street Library in yeah. New York, the famous one from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, they're pumping oil down in the basement. There's like an oil derrick. 
the brain is the brain of the Duke's uh, operation. So he makes stuff for him. He's probably got the electricity working. Yeah, he's refining he, gas down there for him. He's the one that makes him. gas for him. I thought it was weird that he was making gas in the middle of this library. Like, that's the only place they could find <laughs> There's that. no way there's oil underneath yeah, Manhattan. Or, or that they could find it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's where he meets uh, Brain. And, and Adrian Barbeau, her character's name is Maggie. Maggie, But they yep. are basically saying that in order to meet the... They, I think he wants him to meet the Duke. It's weird because like Brain is willing to take Snake there, but Brain and Snake have a history. Yeah, they have like this history, but Snake he pops in there and he recognizes the Brain. Like it's played by Harry Dean Stanton, who's a great actor. Mm-hmm. He's always like good in the little bit roles that he plays, but it seems like the Brain has betrayed Snake at some point in the past. We're not really sure how, what circumstances, whatever, but he's like got a gun to his head basically and he's like saying you got to get me to the duke's hangout and we're gonna i'm gonna get the president and i got a way out of here and snakes mm-hmm. sort of or the brain is sort of like well if you take us with you out of here then we'll help you that's what it is. but if you he catches us him. together like he's gonna kill all of us mm-hmm. um basically he's like all right well let's go they pop out as the Duke's like motorcade is sort of rolling up <laughs> and they, they run and hide. Right. But the Duke's car is like the most pimped out rod, dude. He's got chandeliers mounted on the hood of it. Like headlights. He literally has chandeliers. And I think that says a lot about the society. Cause he, I guess the Duke, he probably just raided some house or some yeah. building. And he just like, I like those chandeliers. Why not? It's very that. like very pimp yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But, um, He's also got an awesome theme song, another little John Carpenter tune that's like a funk song almost. Um, But like the creepy little guy from earlier, he's riding in the car with Isaac Hayes. Um, And Brain says, oh, the Duke's here because I was helping him to make a map of the bridge because we were going to try to all escape. Now that he had the president, like I was making a map of where the mines are on the bridge or something like that. Right. And he's like, but if he finds us together, he's going to kill us all. And Snake says, well, look. Duke's not at his headquarters right now because we know he's out. Like, let's get over there and we can butt, break in, get the president, and get out of there before he gets back, which seems like a good idea. They steal a car and they hop. In, they they hop in. They're driving off. They run up Broadway, which is like got some sort of riot almost going on in the yeah, street. Yeah, that, I thought that was interesting because what were the, I think he was trying to make another political statement about Broadway, like. Because when I think of Broadway, I think of it being very theatrical, yeah. like very artistic. But in that day, that was like this, like Times Square was the seediest area of the whole city. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of like X, X-rated it was like, yeah, theaters porn theaters yeah. and strip clubs and stuff. So, so even in, in 81, even up to like, I think early 2000s, like Times Square yeah. was real nasty. Which ironically, I think Disney came in and got rid of a bunch of that stuff and made yeah. it family friendly again. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so they drive down Broadway and they're just getting attacked by the mob. They're know? like throwing rocks and co- Molotov cocktails and whatnot yeah, yeah, at yeah. them. And then, so he basically escapes out of that. They smash through like a roadblock and get away. Mm-hmm. They roll up on the Duke's headquarters, which is like an abandoned train. And I, they even, I think they're seeing across whatever through the alley, like the Duke's cars are coming back yeah. and he's like, okay, but we're ahead of him. Like you got probably five minutes to get in. He's in this train car. You got five minutes to get in and get him and get out and we can escape. I think that says a lot about 
I, I think it is very telling that this movie wasn't actually filmed. Didn't you say that it was filmed in like St. Louis? Or something yeah, like we that? looked it up because we're like, where are they finding these big yeah. abandoned areas of the city? It can't be New York. Yeah. And it was St. Louis. But if this movie was really filmed in New York City, there's no way they would have used a train. They would have used the subway. Don't you think for that yeah. scene? Like, I think you're right. Sense. It was weird there was an above ground train. Yeah, it would just make more sense to use a subway because that's more... Um, when I think of New York, that's what I think of the subway, you know. Yeah. So that's yeah, a good they, call. Yeah. So they break in and uh Snake Pliskin goes kinda like all hero on He him. takes a couple guys out. Yeah, like in a really he kills one guy like really cool. Like he almost like um in Big Trouble. Exactly, low pan pulls, style. Like pulls a knife out of somewhere and like he, he flings it, it right in his forehead. Right in his head, and that guy the guy is like the most dramatic death scene of all time <laughs> and that guy shot snake in the leg with an arrow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so now snake sort of hobbled but the president's there and he really is missing a finger yeah i think we yeah. both assumed when he presented the finger with the ring that I it was did. probably someone else's finger i thought the same thing i totally thought that they it's like a big lebowski move where they cut yeah. it off somebody else yeah but okay they had really cut the president's finger off um but snake gets him and they pop out and then there's a bunch of guys like waiting for him yeah, when they come out. Immediately recaptured. And yeah. This is where um, Snake meets the Duke like face to face finally. Now, do you think that Brain double crossed him? No, I think Brain is really smart and knows how to manipulate the situation. So he didn't necessarily double cross him. Like, it, he, definitely not on purpose. Yeah. And I think he really believed in Snake's um, mission. And was like, and he knew that Snake was the kind of person that could get him out of New York City. Okay. I'm, so Brain being who he is, I'm surprised he wasn't smart enough to figure out a way to get off the island already. Yeah. But, but you know. That's Build a weird. submarine or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. That's neither here nor there. So like but, you said, we meet the Duke. He's like the coolest looking dude. Yeah. Right. He's got the shaved head and the maybe goatee or a little beard or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's very cool guy. Sunglasses at night <laughs> and all that, you know, he seemed to be the only guy who did not know who snake was already. He's like, who is this guy? He didn't then, recognize him immediately. Yeah. But then I think they told him he's snake. Plissken. He's like, oh, I've heard of you. I well, thought yeah, you were dead. Thought <laughs> you were dead. <laughs> you know, committing to that joke that he uh, had uh-huh. in the film. So, they got like the president chained up and, and he's like, the Duke is like doing target practice, yeah. like shooting at him and making him scream out. Like you're the Duke of New York. You're a number one and like taking pot shots. At him. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And like the little creepy guy, is there and he's like cackling. Yeah. You said it was like Jabba the Hutt's little guy. Yeah, I forget what that. <laughs> you know, sala- salacious crumb. Yeah, yeah, that little creature that sits in like uh, uh, Jabba the Hutt's tail. <laughs> just he like is that. cackling. This yeah, is, is the, it really was the first thing I thought of. So it's exactly like that. And they got Snake chained up in the other room, and he's got like a big ass snake tattoo on his belly, yeah. which we I had say, forgotten about that. Which they obviously did with like black magic. Uh, yeah, it just looked like a question mark almost. Yeah, it was it does, weird. It was like a, a cobra. It's a, yeah, it's very strange. Um, Duke, uh, I guess he sends out a memo to the Lee Van Cleef character, and he's like, meet us at this certain point. They show up, and there's a helicopter there, uh-huh. and it has like the demands of the Duke. Yeah, it was in the president's briefcase. Yeah, in the president, so he knows that they have. So the they president. got the briefcase off him. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it was like a basically sign. Basically, the Duke is like, I want all the prisoners of New York City released in exchange for the president. Yeah, and like, but it was like he was saying something about like we'll do it tomorrow, which was already too late for what yeah, they needed like him for the summit. Like, yeah. So it was kind of like, I don't think Lee Van Cleef and them were inclined to go along with that. Cause it was already going to be too late. Mm-hmm. It was past then. like the due time that they needed to yeah. like, go to the, go to the summit. 
but they bring Snake out, who's limping along still, and they're like throw him into a ring, like a cage match. And then they bring out this massive dude who's like a famous wrestler. Yeah. So this guy, his name is uh, Ox Baker. And I was looking up his like uh, build weight. This dude was like 6'5", 340. Yeah, he was huge. He didn't look that big. I don't know if this was like his later years or something like this, but he didn't look that big in the in the ring compared to Kurt Russell. And I and I don't know how big Kurt Russell is, but he's a Hollywood actor, so I imagine he's like five six. Real, <laughs> you know? Like oh, like a Tom Cruise, like he's really short. Yeah. You know? But I don't but they did like all these wide shots of that and he like Kurt Russell was kind of like not the same size, but he wasn't like like dominated by this guy's But size. this dude was easily like 150 pounds heavier oh, than he Kurt Russell. Bigger. He was like a big guy. But if you say 6'5", 340... Uh, Kurt Russell could be tall, he, I guess. He could be. I don't know Kurt Russell's be. size. Yeah, I mean, or, I mean, these wrestlers exaggerate their height, too. Yeah, I guess. But, At any rate, it seems like they're going to be doing a fight to the death, right? Yeah. Like, they throw him in there, they give him a couple of baseball bats... And they send them at each other. It's very old. It's very old school. Very gladiator. Yeah, exactly. And they, there's a crowd watching. Like mm-hmm. this is their amusement. Yeah. Um, Brain and Maggie sort of con their way past the little creepy guy who's like guarding the president. Yeah. And he's wearing Ernest Borgnine's hat, the cabbie hat, mm-hmm. which is relevant because they ask him, "Where'd you get the cabbie's hat from?" And he said, "I traded him something for it." Yeah. And well, we I'll saw him it. earlier. Pocket the cassette tape. The yeah, the uh, Frank Doubleday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so, his name is Romero. So I think we're supposed to deduce that he maybe traded the tape because we saw earlier Cabby has a tape deck in his yeah, car. It's such a weird like. Again, this is one of those like just really convenient <laughs> things that happen in this movie. Like we're not hating a movie; we obviously love it. Or we won't be talking about. I guess it. if you had a cassette tape but nothing to play it on, it's sort of kind of useless to you. But maybe if you know this guy's got a cassette tape, you can trade him. But for a hat. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. There's got to be more valuable. That was stuff like the old prison. school cabbie hat, like a yellow leather or something. Yeah, almost. I don't know. I just it's like here, give me this. At any take rate, this hat, and I'll take this most <laughs> valuable tape. This on the like they knew like that's why he even took the tape when he saw it fall out of the president's briefcase. He knew it must be important. He knew it was important. So why would he trade it for like a cabbie's hat? Well, like if you know, think of movies like Waterworld or whatever, where everything is something that you could have value in the future when it's scarce. No, I no, I understand that part. I guess, but it's, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so rare. It like must if it have wasn't, value. if it wasn't that big a deal, if he was like, I'll just trade it for a hat. Let's he, say, why don't you just leave it on the ground? So the the tape is this movie's version of Meow Yin. <laughs> it's like the MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's getting moved around. We don't, we're trying pow- to find out who's got it. Yeah, but it also has a lot more power. <laughs> it's very it's rare, yeah. so it's valuable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but they trick their way past that guy. And they got the president shackled to like the radiator or whatever, the long blonde wig on. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely messing with the president. Like psychologically. It comes back at the end to, to haunt the Duke. You know that as a president, especially, you're not used to taking any crap from anybody. Mm-hmm. So this would probably trigger you. But like props to Pleasance for just going with it. They're like, We're gonna put you in this wig. I feel like he might have even had lipstick on, but I'm he not sure. Have, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so they like get in there. Uh, Maggie shoots the guards, right, and brain yeah. stabs the little guy yep. in the gut. Yeah, um, Maggie. I mean, she's a she is Maggie is kind of the brains. Not only is she just his lover, but she's also his bodyguard. And she's like muscle. Yeah, like I think that they even mentioned that the Duke gave 
Maggie to the brain is like to keep him happy yeah, to keep him happy because of all the stuff that he does for the so group. nasty if you think yeah. about it well I because she seemed to legit like him though but now. yeah she was really in love with him okay so, uh, so they cut back to S- snake battling the big guy and snake's getting his ass kicked basically. basically then they upgrade the weapons to like these bats with nails in them yeah and i think they give him like a garbage can lid yeah a, like a shield yeah. it's all very like new york street fight yeah, kind of yeah. feel or whatever but um the way it kind of plays is that snake sees on uh like the ring announcer not the ring announcer but the bell announcer yeah. he looks over the side and he sees that the uh bell announcer has like a the a, tracker a tracker thing. on yeah. his hand and he also notices that ox has snake's timer on the his countdown countdown on his and so he knows what time that snake needs to be out of there and then he's like oh now i have something to fight for so he kind of pulls out his best war hero fight yeah. fighting style he, I don't know, he like rolls up under the, um, uh-huh. his name is Slag. He rolls up under Slag and he hits him in the stomach with the, the nail studded. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah, that's kind of, and then he hits him in the back of the head and, and kills him. It's, it like, sticks in his head. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of those scenes that will always stick with me because you I saw feel it. As a kid, you know, you can like feel it. And the the like, sound and everything when he hits the him. The sound is so good because like it's really like thud, like kind of like metal on, it sounds like metal on bone. And the crowd goes quiet. Because they were not expecting this, you know, yeah. as, as these things happen in these movies. It's like two men enter, one man leaves. Like yeah, crowd, and when it's the big upset, the crowd's like, wait a second, this we've never seen this guy lose before. Well, it's, it's a little weird because then the crowd starts pulling for um They start chanting Snake. Snake, right? So at that point, would they have left him alone? Like, would he still have been in danger? Uh, the Duke was not going to let him go. The Duke didn't really do anything, though. The Duke didn't stand up and immediately say, hey, everybody calm down. We know what happened, but this still is an enemy of the state or the enemy to us. Well, the Duke was probably surprised. Yeah. But then some dude runs in and is like, Brain took the president, Mm -hmm. right? And then everyone runs out. So it sort of bailed us out of that, of having to figure out what was going to come next. So he didn't have time to like figure out what to do with us. So Snake grabbed the little tracker off Mm -hmm. the guy's wrist and he sends a message to back home to that I guess gives the 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 message that he's still alive mm-hmm. like that maybe there's still a chance they're gonna because I think Lee Van Cleef and them were getting ready to just run an all out assault yeah on the city to try to get him so he's like well wait a second this is our best chance still is to let let Snake see if he can get this thing done mm-hmm. um, so Snake makes his way back to World Trade Center and up well, to the roof really quickly this I mean, all happens is this not another one of those toms where the cabbie just conveniently shows up I don't up? think the cabbie gets him there I don't okay. know how he gets there so fast but he's up on the roof and like Brain is up there with Maggie and they're in a shootout with some guys oh, yeah, the, and they got the president well Brain was about to leave with the president they were about, right. they were leave Brain there. was bragging about he can fly a glider too yeah. There's like a full-on shootout going on up there, and the the guys that they're shooting it out with, who we don't even really know who they are. Seems like it's just some they like crazy. They chop the cable or whatever, and the glider falls off the roof and crashes. And they're like, "Shit, yeah, you know." Like that, that was how we got out of here. And then Brain is like, "Well, look, I got the diagram. We can try to make it across the bridge, right?" So this is when they run down. Uh, the Duke is there with his whole army, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh, they're trapped." Well, they, they, what do they do? They uh, open up like a car. Like they try to jump into a yeah, car. Yeah, like the car, car won't just, start. The car is just like sitting in the middle of like the. Uh, I think lobby. that was Brain's car. Might, maybe. Yeah. So the car won't start though. And then they're like, they pop the hood and there's a guy in so there. So what are they saying? Like, <laughs> they took the, the whole top? engine out? Yeah, I was going to say, they're, they're <laughs> the, 
Tom, the brain stopped, uh, parked his car, ran upstairs, and like tried to get in the glider into the time. There's no like winch or anything. They, they just got the whole the engine, out. engine out. And, and like thought, you know what would be really cool is if we hit a guy in here. <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> That'll no get other, him. There's no other way that we can surprise Let's him. not just shoot him when they come out. Yeah. Let's like surprise him. Yeah. Let's punk him. But then, um, so brain... Um, so they're all like, oh, now we're captured. We're, we're trapped. We're captured again. But I think what Maggie, is either Maggie or Snake. Snake shoots the steam pipe. Yeah. So they're just like all kind of like confused. Like, <laughs> well, oh, blows oh, like oops. hot steam, I guess, in the Duke's oh, face. Oh, yeah. We can't run past the steam. Yeah. <laughs> they all kinda, it kinda was very like, uh, that was just, you know, once again, it's like when you're working on a budget, I guess. Anyway, it's funny how stuff doesn't make any sense when you like really really think it. about it. It's all very like, oh, that was convenient. Yeah. The most convenient moment in the whole movie happens right now where they run out of the building. At this that moment, Cabby pulls up. So the cabbie Why? Again. What was he? Why was he just cruising the block? I have no idea. There was no reason for him to be there at that moment. I don't feel like he was with Brain or Matt. No, nah, it was just a full coincidence. And again, he pulled up like he was expecting to pick him up. Not what? like he just kind of saw them in a room. You room. said it was that like deuce, what, the deuce machina, like oh, in the, the movie. the deuce machina? Yeah. yeah it's it's like just like. Conveniently always there. The hand of God comes yeah. in. And we're going to get these guys out of this yeah. thing. Because, yeah, there was no reason whatsoever for him to be there. Yeah, it's almost, it almost kind of, like, frustrating. And even more, like, then we start really piling the uh, the coincidences on. Because they hop in. And he's like, okay, we got to get the tape. And <laughs> Cavi is like, oh, this tape? Oh, you, this tape that I have? And he's like, like, I traded my hat for yeah, it. I mean, it's just all, it's almost like, um, it's almost like a television episode. You know how, like, everything just. We got to wrap it up at the final act. In, like, yeah. 30 minutes. It's like. <laughs> Ah, darn it, we need that tape. Oh, wait a minute, I have the tape. <laughs> oh, you're trading it with that guy for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, well, now, now that problem solved also. Uh, so they haul ass, and they come to the bridge, and they're, like, driving across, and uh, you got Brain as they're giving directions, like, go left, go right, like, swerving from one lane to the other to avoid the mines. Yeah. Um, but apparently his map is not all that because they drive over a mine that like blows up and perfectly splits the car in yeah, half. Perfectly severs the car in twain. Like <laughs> where the front seat is in one half and the back yeah. seat is in the other and everyone seems like everyone in the back seat's fine. Yeah. Um, Cabby is killed. Like where did that bomb even go off? Like but, did it go like off right underneath? I know that it section? split like a straight line. The weirdest like I, again it's you're right. When you're making a movie for $6 million, you don't have the luxury of like actually blowing up a car. You're just this like, is one of these mines that blows it in half without without killing four out of the five people yeah, inside of like, it. There's like no smoke damage on the back <laughs> of, the, of the car, the seat. They just the take their seat belts off yeah. and, and <laughs> hop, step out. But of course, Cabby, who wasn't even driving the car, who wasn't. Like, he yeah, was he wasn't, seat. was he? He was in a passenger. He got seat. bumped over. He is the one that dies in this thing. But So, so Snake grabs the tape, right? And he hops out. Um, and then the Duke is chasing them in his car yep. with the chandeliers He's and all that. Probably a good, let's say five minutes behind them. Yeah. 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 Um, so the guys are, they're running down the bridge. Uh, brain is still trying to give them instructions like, no, go left, go left. And they all go to the right and like brain goes to the left and he gets blown up. Yeah. That's weird how that, so is it brain just doesn't know? Like, I don't, I guess his map was wrong. Yeah. It never made sense how he got that map. He's like, I got it from a guy who got killed. Yeah. Almost, he almost made it out and he got killed. It's yeah. like, 
Well, how did the how map did get, get back get to you? Back? Yeah. Um, like, did you go to the end of the thing and pick up the map or did the yeah. guy diagram the map and just left it? And then he tries like, well, okay, I'm going to make this map and then I'm going <laughs> to drive without it. And then I'm going to go back and give it to Brain and then yeah. go back. I don't know. <laughs> or but, maybe to duplicate. They never really explain it. But Maggie is like heartbroken. Yeah, she is. Over this, this is, thing. I think, where you, this is where you really see that she loves Brain. Because yeah. there, at other points, like she's kind of, you're just like, well, she's just defending Brain because of whatever. But. Uh, this is where it's shown that she really, truly loves Brain because she could have been like, uh, sorry that you died, Brain, but I'm going to continue to lead with these people. But yeah. she decides to stay behind. and She's got that hand cannon, yeah, that, that big gun. Mm-hmm. And as, as the Duke's car is coming, she starts like taking shots at it. Yeah. She's hiding behind another car. And, and it's, it's really important because... Like, you can see the Duke coming. Like, it's not like he surprises her. So she can see him like off in the distance coming mm-hmm. and she just doesn't even move like so she almost like commits suicide yeah she could have easily dodged the duke she could have run out the way or run somewhere else i think she shoots out his windshield right and he sort of ducks and then his mm-hmm. car plows into the car that she's hiding behind yeah. and she gets killed yeah or smashed or whatever um and then this is as the president and snake are like making it to the wall at the end of the bridge mm-hmm. and Lee Van Cleef is like seeing all this over the cameras or whatever. So he's got his guys there and they lower a winch down. The president hops in and they hoist him up to the top of the wall. So yeah, now the president's he's basically he's safe, he's right? safe. He's escaped, yeah. And then they're lowering the winch back down and the Duke I feel like in my mind we were like about to get a big fight between the Duke and Snake, but we don't really get that. Kinda, right? You kinda get they it. fight a little bit. They fight a little bit. It's not like an I, epic battle. I think Snake yeah. gives him a punch in the face and then he runs to the winch and hops in and they start raising him, but then he stops. Like we see a mysterious hand stop mm-hmm. the winch and he's like just sitting there and Duke's got his gun and maybe he's about to shoot Snake as he's just hanging there defenseless. Yeah, he's kind of recouped or regathered himself. Yeah. And he's it, about to shoot the And yeah. then but then Duke gets shot. Like, not just shot, but, like, blown to pieces. <laughs> and it's by this the very angry president who's, <laughs> was... like, taking all his frustration out of being tortured and made to look silly and everything He's like screaming that. at him. He's yeah. like, you're the Duke. You're it, A number one. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> He's crazy. Honestly, it's one of the more powerful scenes in the film because, like, you can just see the anger and the seething. That's when the Donald Pleasant's like, you recognize, oh, this is a real actor. Yeah, like, he's just so, like, you can see that... Like, they don't really. He was also crazy, like he had snapped. You think that's what it is? I think he. I think it snapped, and I think they had just it, tortured him so much that we don't see it, but it's it's shown because it's like shown the aftermath. Like that whole gun scene would have like psychologically freaked me out. Where they're yeah. shooting guns at him, and it's like just popping off bullets like around his head and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then the whole part where they had the wig on him, where there's no telling what they did to him. <laughs> we can only. Yeah, you can only, can only guess, guess what happened to him with the wig on. So, I mean, they did it for a reason. So, yeah, he's just taking uh, all his frustration. And then also, he's the president. So, he, like you said earlier, he's not used to being in this position. He's used to being a man of power. And so, it's it's interesting to see how even the president could break down in this Well, the, like the prison turned him crazy, too, yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. right? Also, we discussed as we were watching, like, what did the Duke think was going to happen if he got in the winch and got up to the top of the wall? Like, they were going to let him go? I, yeah, I don't know if the it, Duke... I don't was, know if he had a plan. I don't know if he was... Yeah, I don't know if he had a plan to escape. I think he just wanted to get to kill those guys. It's like, like to breathe some fresh them, air, that sort of thing. He didn't necessarily want to escape, but he didn't want them to escape also. Yeah, I can see that. But so, the Duke is shot dead, and then the president cranks the winch Blown back the on. 
and they pull <laughs> Snake up to the top, yeah. and then they do that switcheroo, right? When they're lowering Snake down on the other side, yeah. Like, I'm guess, I don't. I, yeah, I think so. I I, they're I, lowering I a guy that. down who you can't really see his face, and then he drops. And then he drops probably fifteen feet, yeah, he maybe drops from a pretty high point, and then he, higher. It's a, a little dangerous. Behind where you car, can't see him land, and then out way. from behind the car pops Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because. If it had really been Colonel, so they could have just lowered They could have not down. hidden. They wouldn't have hidden him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless, unless it's like that thing of there was a mattress or whatever there, like a I, cushion. Know, it's kind of weird, though. I, I, I feel like Kurt Russell, like, I don't want to say he's like Tom Cruise, but I feel like Tom Cruise would have been like, just drop me. I'll, I'll do jump. it. Yeah. yeah. But, so, I, you know, again, this was made in 1981. So. so Snake runs up and they got the doctor there and he's like, quick, quick, disarm the charges in my neck. And then Van Cleef is like, give us the tape first. I, the, is there a good guy in this movie? Like who? It's Snake. I Christian. guess Snake. He's but he's only, an anti-hero. Yeah. Is he? If he but what makes him an anti-hero? Anti-hero. Well, because he, he's like got the attitude. He's like a bank robber. I yeah, mean, but he's I mean, not a. I bet he was robbing the bank for a good reason. Like you a, think? Like a Robin Hood. Like he was probably he wasn't oh. robbing it just to like line his pockets. He was probably robbing it to make sure that. He's like, got that attitude though. He's got yeah. like that Han Solo like whatever attitude. The like I'm a scoundrel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he hands him the tape, and then they disarm the charges, and Snake looks at his little watch, right? And it's like two seconds or something. Two, it's like so close. Seconds, yeah. So close. He, I think Snake asked the president, like, hey, there's a bunch of people that died trying to get your butt out of there. Like, what do you got to say What do you about say to that? that? And, and I think it's it's kind of cool because the president's, like, getting shaved, and he's getting makeup. They're putting makeup on putting him. Putting makeup and on him and everything like that. So he's being dolled up, basically. Yeah, getting ready for, for yeah. the camera. And he's like, oh, well, you know, all those people's sacrifice. I thank them for their sacrifice. Yeah, I thank them for the sacrifice, but I'm more important than them, basically. Yeah. It's, it's the president of, wasn't an evil guy, I don't think. They, he wasn't initially. I think that he turned evil when he stopped. Like, because they didn't have to have him pause the winch, right? He could have just let that... Cause the yeah, Duke Snake... Gonna, he, I don't even know Duke had... I guess he had a gun. Well, the Duke was going to fire at him regardless of... he, Because he's basically using him as bait, right? Exactly. So, But the Duke still would have fired at Snake regardless if that winch had stopped or not. So... That's when they kind of made that switch of him being a bad guy, which I don't I don't know why they did that. Mm-hmm. Again, I think it was another political statement by John Carpenter, like government's bad, anti-hero's good, you know. Yeah. So then you got like Van Cleef is asking like Snake, so are you still going to kill me? Because Snake had said before he went on, I'm going to kill you when I get out of here. And then, uh, not only does he say that, but he also offers him a job. He's like, I'm too tired to kill you. Yeah. And he's like, but Hey, what we make a great team. Yeah. Like, let me give you a hey, job. I, I almost tried to like blow your head off. He's like, but... come on snake, come yeah. to work for me. And he's like, the name's Pliskin, <laughs> which is definitely a callback. Right. So he kept telling him earlier, call me snake. Yeah. It was like a, no, we're not friends, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't, I didn't. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Like, that's what Pliskin... I get from that. It's like, I think he tells his friendly type people like, call me snake. Okay. So what is he saying that at the very beginning of the movie that they were friendly? <laughs> And that's why it doesn't make a lot yeah, of sense. It's like, yeah. But I think it was—it's definitely a throwback to that, though, right? No, or a it, callback. it absolutely is. But it's like he—I guess he's like he's farthering himself away from like Van Cleef and everything by saying I'm Mister Pluskin to you. So the president's going to do like a live satellite shot or whatever from the island because they weren't going to have time to get him to the summit. But he's like. So they put him on camera. and He's like touting this message of like I bring you world peace, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they. We see a hand pop the tape in the tape deck and press play, and it starts playing Cabby's big band yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. And then they show the scene where uh, Snake is walking away, and he's got the tape, the real tape. He's, he's unspooling it. He's, he's like ripping he's the tape ripping out. It apart, yeah. It's like so. Basically, 
Snake is wrecking a chance at world peace for, for out of spite. <laughs> or he's like, he has all the reason in the world to be spiteful. But you're living to, on this world too, but, to a, but there's a level that you don't need to like. You didn't need to have the I rest love that. of the world die because you're pissed off. At also, the there is no way they didn't already cue. Wouldn't they have had to cue the tape up to the right moment? Or like, there's no way they didn't check the tape before no, I that moment. That. I, I feel like that they had just res- rescued the president. They had just you know. Well, they were putting the makeup and shaving yeah, him. Like they that. could have popped the there, tape in to check. Could have been somebody. <laughs> But there was such a scramble mode at that point that I, I could see where that was. I had fully the- forgotten about that ending. And it just makes it where you're like, much like, uh, I don't know if you saw the latest Jurassic Park. There's like a character that basically fucks the world over at the end of the oh, newest really? Jurassic Park. And it's like, we get why you're doing that. Over oh, like a personal but, yeah, yeah, but how many people are going to die because <laughs> yeah. of this? Like it's, who had no part in wronging you again? There are no good people in this movie. No, like, I mean, it, if you were to say that snake was the hero, he totally takes that away when he does what he does. Yeah. You don't, it doesn't come off like the rest of the world is about to die because of what you're doing. But that is the implication. And plus if you're snake, aren't they going to grab you and lock you up again now? Cause you didn't. Like you, you, you purposefully screwed the thing up. He wasn't like running away. He wasn't like I'm. He's walking ass. away. Yeah, They're gonna catch he, him if they want to. Casually strolling. I mean, away. he's on Liberty Island, so he doesn't really have anywhere to go. Yeah, was he? He needs them to take him off. <laughs> like, does, he, <laughs> does he show up at the boat on the other hand? He's gonna say, swim. Right, I'm ready to leave now. Uh, wait a minute, asshole. Just, <laughs> yeah. You're going back in. Yeah, you're going I mean, back. I guess that's where they. I don't know what the plot of Escape from L.A. is, but I, apparently uh, he's still a criminal. Oh, really? No. Apparently. Well, I mean, we'll I don't know. Watch, we'll but that. <laughs> maybe that's why they never let him go. I don't know. But yeah. it is a fun movie. Yeah, it's a great You know, great it started a great partnership between Kurt Russell and Carpenter, who I think brought out the best in each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. You know, it made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I think it made more money than the sequel made, even though the sequel cost well, like 10 it, times as much. I think it was made for $6 million. I think it made like $25 million. Yeah, so. I think so it, it did so more. It I think money. it did more business than the sequel. Yeah. So which cost, you know, the sequel lost money. Yeah, and the fact that we're still talking about it today. Yeah. like It's a legendary movie. Soon. The Tell character's the legendary. Yeah. I want to see more people at conventions dressed like Snake because that's a cool character with a cool look. I guarantee there's there's not like, you know, you go to like Dragon Con, for instance, yeah. and you see like a bunch of people dressed up as Stormtroopers. There's not a bunch of people dressed up as Snake, but there's always one. There's got to be one. There's always one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that puts a pin on this one. And... Uh, we will take our leave and be back again next time to talk about something else. Bye. Bye.